You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, January 7th, 2010. 2010. Man, that feels so good to say. January 7th. 2010. You don't got to say 2009. I just sort of didn't off the tongue. Anyway, half of us are here and half of us are in Whistler skiing and aren't able to make the program today because because they're busy skiing in Whistler. You can guess which half is skiing in Whistler and which half is sitting at his desk working away diligently drinking coffee. Um, we got a good show for you today with or without Dave who is away skiing at Whistler. So. It's, uh, again, 2010, the first, uh, my first show for 2010, and I got a good feeling about this year. Got a really good feeling about this year. Uh, first of all, it's not 2009 anymore. There's a spirit of optimism there in the optimist community. And uh, we have, as I said, a really, really interesting show today. Um, I can see a lot of folks showing up in the chat room waiting for Bill Slosky to show up as co-host, and he will be here as promised. Uh, Bill's in the chat room himself. Invited Bill in because, well, we have a, what looks to be a minor controversy happening over at Google, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. I want to go through a couple news items first, um, but if there's anybody who can explain the working of, workings of Google and how this sort of mistake can happen and can be corrected, it's definitely Bill. But first, um, anybody in, uh, in mid-California, that wasn't your imagination. Apparently there was a four-point-something earthquake centered around San Jose that went off uh, just a little while ago. Um, chat room is, is full of people talking about it. So 
No, that was that was not uh, uh, a mistake. It was not transport trailer going outside. That was not the incredible orgasm you just had. That really was an earthquake. On the other side of the continent, my friends down there in Florida, um, well, they uh, they're starting to sympathize with me a lot more because uh, I'm, I'm up here in Toronto, Canada, where it's uh, really, 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 really cold, and they're getting a dose of what they. Uh, perceived to be really cold. It's around pretty or twenty nine or something. But that's this is Florida. I mean it's, the sun never sets on Florida, even in the middle of the night. It's always warm there except this week where it sucks apparently. Yeah, but you see in Texas uh, uh Mid J just wrote in the in the chat room in Texas it's twenty degrees. But um, you know, you guys are used to that sort of stuff in Texas. It's you get all sorts of weather there, but down there in South Florida, um it never gets cold. Uh, the the they don't know what ice is. I, we, Webmaster Radio crew did a did a show in Chicago at the beginning of December, SES Chicago, and our producer Brasco. It was one of his first times experiencing sub freezing weather. Um, did I tell you uh, I recorded some of the uh, of what it sounded like going outside, going into the Hilton? You know, going from block to block, walking over to the Hilton every day. Yeah, it, it, it sounds really like that. Cold. Yeah, that's what it's like in Florida for these guys today. And actually, Brasco, for the first time in in my whole time working with you, you got a cold. You're sick. Well, not a full cold. I just got a that one of those nagging coughs that I can't get rid of. Like you know, it just uh, whenever I feel a little bit of that that Arctic chill going outside, or just feeling any air coming as that tickle in the throat kind of cough, that annoying crap. Yeah, yeah. it bites. It's, you know, I'm a, that happens to me all the time. Imagine like being on radio and having that. You want to say you can't because you're gonna cough if you do. Okay, so Florida is in a deep freeze, and uh, so are SEOs and web designers on Google Local Maps. Um, Google Maps last week decided to pull back from listing local listings for SEOs and for web designers. Google suggests it's. Uh, to create a better user experience. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what they mean by that, but over at uh, Search Engine Roundtable, Barry Schwartz is reporting that Google is... Um, well, he says that they're sort of pulling back on this. It doesn't seem like they're pulling back as much as they're explaining that SEOs and web designers, um, it's not necessarily a local business or... Um, within uh, 25 miles of is not so important to the searchers. So to create a better search experience, they're removing SEOs and web designers from Google Local Maps. Uh, far be it from me to question the wisdom of Google when, uh, in a situation like this, although I'm happy to question the wisdom of Google in a situation uh, such as the one we have coming up soon. I'm just going to tease you with that for a few minutes. Let's just say it was a fairly significant privacy breach. Um, Moving right along, Jim Stern is returning to Search Engine Watch, uh, writing a column at Search Engine Watch again. So anybody who's a deep analytics head, watch Search Engine Watch. You're going to start seeing Jim Stern coming back on a weekly basis, and I think that's a, uh, a most welcome addition to their roster of, uh, roster of writers. Speaking of writers who've been around for a while and seriously know their stuff, Jill Whalen has published a 10-year retrospect on SEO. 
Now, like her, or like her, lover, lumper, whatever, Jill Whalen has been around since the very beginning. One of the best known names in uh, the search marketing business, uh, Jill if, uh, is one of those people who not only knows the history, she lived through it. Anyway, go over to, uh, take a step over to her blog, and it might take me a second to actually track it down. I got about a billion and one windows open again. Um, it's worth taking a second to go over to her blog uh, over at highrankings.com. Uh, just throwing the URL that you'd want to check out into the webmasterradio.fm chat room so I can figure out which window it's in. And I, uh, again, urge you guys, check out this article. It's amazing. Uh, the more things change, the more they say the same in this industry. Big change happened earlier this week with the release of Google Nexus One, Google's uh, well, Google's smartphone, or as they called it, Google's superphone. I sat through the entire video press conference, and I really wish I had something exciting to report from that video press conference. Except it was by far the most boring press conference for an exciting product I've ever ever monitored. Google has uh, sort of taken the best of RIM and the best of iPhone, combined it together, thrown a uh, five megapixel camera with a digital flash and uh, all Google capabilities, and um, it's out there. It's going to be out in the ecosystem pretty soon. You're going to be able to buy a Google phone, put it in your pocket, and the new wave of um, portable computing has begun. Now, Google phone, uh, G phone, Dream phone, isn't the only player in this market. Later on this month, Apple is going to be releasing the Apple tablet or unveiling the Apple tablet. Uh, earlier this week, Microsoft unveiled a tablet computer that only works with a cell. It doesn't have a keyboard that goes with it yet, but people are expecting Apple tablets to, you know, try to top Google's announcement. We're, uh, remember this week, friends, this is the week that we left the desktop model and went portable. When, uh, Ten years from now, five years from now, this is Internet time, heck, three years from now, when you're trying to think back about when that change happened, when you stopped using a desktop keyboard, a laptop, a large, clunky desktop computer on a regular basis, it was this week that that, 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 that happened. One more major news item to uh, go through, a little bit of house cleaning. We're going to go to commercial and come back with Bill Slotsky. But the last, bit of, last news item I want to mention is there's rumors out there that AOL is thinking of buying Mashable. Um, not sure exactly what I think of this personally. Uh, AOL has, can, has for the last uh, well, last decade been a death pool for places or for for new initiatives. But we know AOL is breaking away from Time Warner. Has uh, uh, a great new CEO and uh, you know is trying to define itself again. So you know we're going to try to track down people from Mashable when they're able to talk about it, see if they truth to these rumors. Right now, our contacts there, unfortunately, aren't saying boo. <laughs> I'm just checking up the uh, chat room, and uh, Webmaster T adds, yeah, after they lay, off, they lay off 1,400 people. That may well be true. Again, AOL has been, for the last little while, sort of like a dead pool for stuff. Hopefully, if they do acquire Mashable, it's part of AOL's turnaround and not part of Mashable's death. Anyway... Um, I was talking with uh, producer, producer Brasco just before the show, and he uh, told me that we got a couple shows approaching 100 episodes. 
Purse Strings with Maria Retan has done 95 shows. Uh, she'll be hitting 100 in uh, one of the next couple of weeks. SEM Synergy, uh, Bruce Clay, Virginia Nasi, Susan Esperanza, and the crew, they're at 90 shows. They're going to be hitting 100 really soon as well. So congratulations, Purse Strings and SEM Synergy. Uh, this is, uh, we're closing in on 150 here on Webcology, and we're closing in on quarter after the hour, which means we've got to take our very first break. Um, you're listening to Jim Hedger uh, from WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. Stay tuned. We're coming back with Phil Slosky and the Google Local Business Center Privacy Breach. We'll be back after the Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. XYZ in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the click into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even it comes with state-of-the-art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAYS. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, January the 7th, 2010. And uh, Dave's not here, man. Dave's off skiing. Dave's in Whistler enjoying uh, some time with his family and the slopes, and uh, he chose an inopportune time to go away because last night, around midnight, just, uh, and just closing down, uh, stopping my work for the day, that sort of stuff, and um, get a message from, uh, from Chicago SEO, Dave, or uh, Chicago search marketer David Dalka. He was on the phone with Bill Flosky talking about a breach of uh, privacy at Google Local Business. 
uh, the Google Local Business Center. Now, Bill Foskey is one of the most respected authorities on Google patents. If there's a patent that's been written, Bill's read it, uh, he's understood it, and he's probably written about it. I asked him to co-host this segment because more than anybody else, Bill's able to explain how Google keeps and uses data, including the private, the private data of small businesses around the world. Uh, Bill Slosky, SEO by the Sea, welcome to Webcology. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Good afternoon. I don't think I've actually spoken I'm to a, you for, for about a year and a half. It's been a while. It, it has. It's good talking to you. Uh, like Brasco, I'm sort of on the tail end of a cold and managing to fight it off, but uh, not enjoying the cold outside either. Uh, yeah, I got a phone call from Dave last night, and uh, it's pretty interesting. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll try to explain it to the, to the audience really quickly, and... Um, I'm, I know, Bill, you can fill in the major gaps that I'm, I'm going to leave, but to, to make a uh, sort of complicated story simple, Google Local Business Center sends out a newsletter once a month, and with that newsletter, they send you um, analytic data on your business's website as it's, as, it's done in Google, as it's performed in Google Local over the last month. Somehow, during a manual human error mistake last night, a bunch of people around the world received other people's analytic data. And that's, uh, that's what David was on the phone with you about, right, Bill? Right. Uh, and there, there's some odd elements to that. One of them is uh, the stats that they were showing were from last November instead okay. of December, which is kind of unusual. Uh, when, when David and I talked, uh, he wasn't sure at that point whether or not this was an isolated incident or something that might have affected a large number of people. Well, apparently we found out that it's um, affected a large number of people. Mike Blumenthal, uh, who we're going to have on the show in a few moments, wrote in his blog about it. And uh, Barry Schwartz wrote in his blog about it uh, over at uh, Search Engine Roundtable. Uh, David, Mike Blumenthal, Dana Henninger... Um, a number of others, uh, uh, George Wachowski from uh, San Francisco, California, a, uh, going back to, I'm just going back over various blogs on which we have, I have this information, a uh, fellow named James Ward in the EU. Um, this was, apparently, this was a global problem. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's unusual at this point, at least, is, is that there hasn't really been any coverage or reporting on it in any mainstream media. It's just been in the blogs. I'm not sure if that's because a lot of reporters are at uh, CES or well, where they might be. But Well, I, I, I think it may be because people don't grasp the significance of this. Um, the data itself that was given out seems pretty innocent, pretty innocuous. Um, it's not make or break business data. It's the number of clicks you got on Google Local over the last month and where they came from, etc. Um, but that Google made the mistake, I think, is, is the story itself. Right. And another significant aspect of it is that uh, it's tied to your Google account. So that means uh, that email address, that login that you use, that's a single sign-on to lots of different services, uh, 
uh, your key to receiving information like that. Uh, if you if you started getting someone else's Gmail, that would make this a. Uh, uh, I, I think that would raise a lot more cries. That would but, uh, be pretty significant. Now, is is um, you say that there's one identifier that Google uses to um, you know to, to to identify individuals in there uh, who are signed up from various programs, Gmail, Google Wave, um, local business, etc. Is right. Google, is it Google possible Analytics. They could make that no, mistake. So Google could inadvertently give away people's login information this way. I'm not sure that they're giving away people's login information, but considering all that account information is tied together, there's there's somewhat of a risk there, yes. The the fact that the uh, system is fragile enough that a human error could cause a problem like this is a little bit worrying. How much... You've looked at the report that was sent. Um, How much critical data or important data was, was misdirected? You know, there's there's the concern that that information about uh, local business activity might end up in the wrong hands, but there's also private contact information. Alan uh, Blue was just I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Uh, just mentioned that in the chat room. You know, private contact information. Uh, not necessarily a good thing to be sharing and spreading around. Not at all. Not at all. Now, we have on the line um, Mike Blumenthal, a blogger and writer for Search Engine Land. Mike was one of the people who received the misdirected business information. He, like, like, like David and um, like, like a few others, um, uh, Dana Henninger, uh, another well-known SEO, uh, Mike Blumenthal received misdirected business information from Google Local Business Center. Uh, his write-up at Search Engine Land says that Mike is a student of life, political economy, and local search. He posts frequently to his blog, Understanding Google Maps and Local Search. And Mike Blumenthal, welcome to Webcology. Thank you for having me. So, Mike... <laughs> a little, little golf clap through there. Um, Mike, what did you receive? When did you receive it? And in your eyes, why is it a problem? Um, Every month, Google Local Business Center sends out a monthly update to uh, businesses that have claimed their business. And last night at about 3 a.m., one of my local business center accounts received uh, that monthly update, but with the stats for a business that is not in my local business center. Um, So, and it showed me, you know, how many times people had searched for this other business during the month how many times people had acted upon it, um, and uh, essentially sent me somebody else's information. So that was at 3, it was about 3 in the morning I got that. And apparently these have been flowing sometime late last night. They stopped. Apparently Google caught them sometime mid-morning, and then to some people they've sent out an explanation. Okay, yeah, and I've actually seen a copy of that explanation. It might take me a few moments to track it down. Again, I, I have it on my website if you want to see a copy of it. Oh, that would be excellent. Um, again, I have uh, about 100 windows open. 
It's bloomandon.com forward slash blog if your readers want to see it, or listeners want to see it, excuse me. Okay, I'm just jumping to that right now, and there is the explanation. I'm just throwing the link into our chat room so listeners can go check it out. And um, according to Google, uh, uh, a note sent to Mike from Google, we recently sent you a version of your monthly local business center newsletter that may have contained some incorrect business listing statistics. Our apologies. Shortly after sending out the email, we realized there was a human error when putting together the content. We're sorry about this mistake. Here you'll find updated, accurate statistics for your business, and then they go into to list the statistics. Um, what do you think about that as a, as a male culpa, Mike? <laughs> you know, I mean, for a company that automates everything, including the flushing of the toilet, I find it ironic. At best, you know, who knows? This is a big black box, and all we can see is from the outside. And, you know, I, I, I have a tendency to take Google at their word, but I, I do find a great deal of irony in it. Bill, what do you think about, about all this? Hi, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned on the same point that Mike is, that, that uh, this could come down to human error, that... Uh, Data which should be fairly well protected uh, could be uh, shared without does, a double check. It does bring up the bigger question about security of data in the cloud. You know, how much information do you want out there? Because information that is out there in somebody else's hands, and if it's say an unpaid or underpaid intern, gets sent out to the world, it could be something much more significant than how many times people looked for your business. So I don't know that this in and of itself is a huge issue, but it does point to, you know, as Google creeps further and further into every business's life, the vulnerability of any data that is out there. Well, Mike, I think you made an interesting point. This mightn't just be a problem that's isolated to Google, although, I mean, today's issue obviously is. Um, Mm -hmm. This is life in the clouds. Should we expect more incidents like this as we move more and more of our data online? You know, it's inevitable, right? I mean, there's humans involved in these processes. Human error rates run in the 3 to 5%. Um, you know, if you make an error on an internal network, you know, typically that error is protected from the greater world and less likely to be seen. You know, here when an error occurs, it's you know, millions of people find out about it. Uh, Bill, doesn't doesn't Google must have a cover thy ass patent out there somewhere that that take that looks for and corrects mistakes like this? Have you have you heard of any Google program, uh, Google initiative, or Google ability to you know weed out cloud or human errors? I've I've seen a couple patents uh, from Google I haven't written about, which talk about their. Uh, Google account process and and do cover some of the uh, uh, processes and methods they use to try to uh, protect information, but nothing specifically about maps, about sharing, or so on. I am looking through uh, a couple of different patents from Google that came out within the last one today and and, uh, one last week. They, they talk about advertising on maps and advertising on street views, but usually they don't go into uh, that level of depth where they're talking about security issues and so on. 
Well, and I think like Google the, protects their algorithms as closely as they do. They're going to protect their security practices even closer. I um, agree with that. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, if, if we can leave at that for a few minutes, I'd like, I, we're at the bottom of the hour. I'd like to take a quick break. But if, 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 if you guys could, could hang around for a few minutes, I'd like to come back and keep the conversation going. And uh, during that time, we might be able to work out a technical problem we seem to be having with uh, my Skype connection. So, friends, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Joining us are Bill Slosky and Mike Blumenthal. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and Pixel Silk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from RevenueWire. Thank you. Since I signed up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, ParadaLogic, and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources, and now weekly payments for top-performing affiliates, our sales are climbing higher and higher, thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Webmaster from Webmaster Radio. Dave Davies is off skiing today, but but we have in his place Bill Slosky, SEO by the Sea, and Mike Blumenthal, uh, writer for Search Engine Land and a blogger at Understanding Google Maps and Local Search. Um, we're talking about a breach of uh, privacy a mistake Google made yesterday yesterday evening, um, and sending out a. Uh, misdirected business information to, uh, well, to people who, who maybe shouldn't have been receiving it. Um, Bill, what, what's the long-term implications of a mistake like this? I mean, is this the sort of thing that we, uh, should people with AdWords accounts be concerned? As you said, they have a single identifier that, that identifies their, their search histories and their interaction with their Google products. Um, should people be asking questions of Google? Yeah, possibly they should. I think Google's fortunate in this case that uh, uh, data that got sent out wasn't something uh, that could be as harmful as, as uh, analytics information or, or Gmail messages or so on. Uh, and if it if it if this error gets them to take another look at the security issues around these single sign-on accounts where people can access other types of information. Uh, maybe they're, they're fortunate that the mistake happened. You mean you know, a, a rather innocuous mistake, um, as opposed to a, 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 a business-critical one. Mike, what kind of data is uh, handed out in these reports? Well, it comes from the local business center dashboard, which has... Uh, not very sophisticated data in it to start with, and so this is just summary data of the number of times that your business listing was viewed on Google, Google Maps, Google main page, and the number of actions that were taken, driving, you know, how many people requested driving directions, how many people went into your places page or into maps to get more information, and how many people clicked through to your website. So it's those bits of data. It, it's not very much. It's in summary form. The, the statistics that are offered in the local business center are relatively unsophisticated to start with, and this is a summary of those. Well, you know, it was just pointed out in the chat room by um, Alan, uh, <laughs> he spelled out his name earlier, <laughs> by Alan uh, Blywith, I'm pretty sure I got that right, by Alan Blywith, that um, especially given Eric Smith's quote-unquote past arrogance about security compared to AOL, uh, we should be concerned and should be asking questions. And I'd like to uh, take a second to quote a passage that was put in David Dalton's blog um, about, uh, you know, something Eric said directly, Eric Smith said directly at uh, Search Engine Strategy, the press conference he had at Search Engine Strategies 2006 in San Jose. He was asked about the, um, the infamous AOL data dump. And... The question was, can what happened at AOL happen at Google? And what would you say to searchers out there? His reply, in the voice of Eric Smith, well, our number one priority is the trust that our users have, and that would be a violation of trust. So the answer is, it won't happen. The question uh, uh, did a follow-up. I just wanted to follow up on the AOL privacy breach. Did you speak to AOL about this? Eric says, I did not contact them on this because I was busy doing these other things. I didn't deal mode, unfortunately, so the answer is I did not. Well, 
they keep pressing him on privacy, and he keeps saying, no, this isn't going to happen. From, this can't happen at Google. This won't happen at Google. It's not a concern. Um, Bill, has this ever happened at Google before? Uh, security breach on this type of level? This is a good question. Uh, I'm not aware of any, but it, it doesn't mean it hasn't. There's been other types of security breach, particularly in local, where claimed business accounts, which were theoretically secure and Google stated were secure on multiple inquiries, were hijacked. So certainly there's, you know, it's naive. Look, we live in a society in which business rules, in which government refuses to accept a lot of responsibility for regulation of these businesses, and the net result is caveat emptor, you know. I mean, people, we live in, we've, We've developed a society in which everybody's on their own. This is one of the risks. And, you know, Google can say all they want. They have just as much risk of losing information as AOL. Just a note, I just received from Elaine Philadelphia, which is Google's PR person, an email explaining the breach. If you want me to read it to you, I'd be glad to. I just came in two seconds ago. Oh, yes, please. Um, hi, Mike. I know you've been covering the newsletter mix-up. Wanted to make sure you've got the latest statement explanation, colon. As you know, we send a monthly newsletter to our local business center users featuring product news and a glimpse at statistics about the traffic Google properties drive to their listing coming from the LBC dashboard akin to the Google Trends data for business owners. Shortly after sending the newsletter to a small proportion of our users, less than 1% last night, we discovered that some emails included incorrect business listing information. We promptly stopped sending any further emails and investigated the cause, which we found to be human error while pulling together the newsletter content. We'd like to apologize to all the business owners affected and assure all our users that we're working hard to ensure that nothing similar will happen again. Those affected should be receiving a corrected email shortly if they haven't already. Also, we put an update in our help center in response to some questions as well. We also posted a note on Twitter. The follow-up emails have gone out already, so they should already be delivered or will arrive any time now. As always, let me know if you have any questions. Elaine, Philadelphia, Google, Inc. Well, I, so, I guess I you know, Bill's point there is that done. they are <laughs> using this, hopefully, to learn, as Google typically does. But my point back to, to our society is, you know, we're at risk, and people need to recognize you're at risk and treat all this data accordingly. Okay, so really, um, to, 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 to seize on, on, what you're talking, on what you're saying, Mike, um, caveat emperor, buyer beware. You put your information online, you're stepping into a virtually unregulated public forum. Uh, would that be a, a, a correct assessment? Yes, and my assessment is it should be regulated, but I don't have the faith that our current structure of government will do so. Well, um, I'm going I'm to jump back to Bill. Um, being the de facto guardians of the world's information, isn't Google mature enough, intelligent enough, more than intelligent enough, there's no question on that, uh, to, to regulate themselves? I mean, as, uh, as Schmidt said uh, two years ago or three years ago, that would be a breach of trust. And really, all Google has is their good name when it comes to trust. Um, Bill, they must have uh, systems to regulate themselves. You know, I, I, I agree somewhat with what Mike is saying. Uh, a number of years back, I worked at uh, uh, one of Delaware's courts, 
the main trial court in the state, and there were uh, third-party uh, software programs on the web that we could have used in a number of ways, uh, like using Yahoo Calendar to help us uh, track which uh, contract attorneys were assigned to which case and make it easier for them to update their schedule. And there was no way in the world we were going to do that because we had no control over uh, the information and the uh, equipment that ran it. Uh, you know, we, we didn't place that much faith in it, and, and the lack of control made it something that we just wouldn't use. Uh, so regardless of what kind of regulation is going on, uh, there's a risk, and, and you got to act to mitigate it as much as possible when you can. Right. Uh, People, you end up seizing control. Now, clearly, Google has a business case for making sure that this doesn't happen very often, you know, and, and it's not very egregious. I mean, as they move into more and more areas of our lives, this kind of mistake affects everything about them, their public image, their stock price. They have a huge business case to prevent this from happening, and one presumes they're going to do the best they can, but it comes back to if it was, in fact, human error, it just points out, the innate vulnerability of any data, any place in the world, and when Google screws up, they screw up big time because they have that many more users. And now, again, I think it's, it's worth stressing one more time that uh, this is the first massive breach of privacy that uh, we're aware of with, local, with Google's local business center. Um, and again, I, I, I went out of my way to ask Bill if, if, if anyone's going to be aware of it. It's, it's almost like it's likely going to be Bill. Um, if he's heard of this, he hadn't heard of this happening before, but that it happened and that we are putting so much trust in Google is why we're sort of pressing on this story. Um, I wrote to Google, to their, uh, to press at google.com, um, and unfortunately I haven't received a response yet, but I asked them five questions. Um, how serious an issue is this and what constitutes a serious breach of privacy? When was Google first made aware of the issue? How large is the issue? How many reports does Google think were misdirected? What's Google doing to remedy the situation? And rounding to the nearest number Google would be comfortable stating, how many unique businesses use Google Local Business Center in the U.S. and around the world? I am, uh, well, Mike, I guess they, they, don't, they, they don't love me the way they love you because they haven't given me a response. Oh, my mistake. I think it's an issue of fear, not love, but I'm not sure about that. <laughs> You know, Google's listening right now. I, 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 I don't think they scare. I don't think I scare them at all. Um, I, I don't, you, 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 you can't possibly think you scare Google. They're um, they're so big. Um, but I did just get a reply from um, Elaine uh, Philadelphia as well. Um, I think they're listening. Maybe we should say hello to Elaine. Well, uh, hi Elaine from Jim, um, and I imagine from from uh, Bill and Mike as well. I got one that is just the same, um, it, almost verbatim to the, to the email that, that you got, Mike. So I'm, I'm not going to read it over the air, but um, Google has responded, and they're aware of the situation, obviously. Unfortunately, um, they didn't answer any of the questions I just asked. So I'd love to get an answer to some of those questions, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, we're really quickly running out of time, guys. Um, Mike, just to sum it up... Uh, what happened? What are the implications? And has Google is Google moving in a positive direction to remedy this based on what you've seen so far? It, you know, it's it's a screw up, no question about it. 
uh, I be, you know, I take their explanation that they sent this other business data out to the wrong recipients at, uh, at face value, that it was a human error. I don't perceive it in and of itself. I perceive business information different than I do personal information. I don't use the word privacy when I refer to businesses, nor do I use the word rights when I refer to businesses. I use those when I refer to individuals. I see this as a, you know, a breach of trust between Google and the business. Inadvertent, probably, possibly. I do believe Google has a long history of learning from their mistakes. They certainly have a business case to do so. Um, I think that there is a situation where everybody needs to be aware that any data anywhere is vulnerable. It's not just Google. When Google releases, though, it usually is going to be big news and a lot of data. Uh, Bill, does this in any way, um, uh, you, know, you may be the wrong person to ask this, but does this shake your faith in Google in any way, um, in, in, in the elegant perfection of Google systems? <laughs> Um, you know I got a smile on my I, face asking, right? Right, right. Like, How do you beat um, your wife, though, with a bat or with a, with a two-by-four? <laughs> One of those closed-end questions that you can't possibly answer without getting in trouble. You know, one of, the, one of the reasons why I dig so deeply into patents and the white papers and stuff like that isn't so much because I'm a Google fan as it is because I'm a... I'm concerned. I'm cautious. I want to make the right decisions. I want to get some idea of where they might be going in the future and, and so on. I want to see how they react when they hit a moment of crisis like this, where something goes wrong and and, and the world is watching and, and uh, they've, they've got to be careful in the steps that they take and they have to now rebuild some of the faith that people do have in them. Uh, you know, we, we 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 do get some hints and peaks and stuff like that from from the different patents, from the white papers, from the blog posts, and so on. But it's still pretty much uh, a sealed building over there at Building Forty Two or Forty Three or so on, and we don't know everything that's going on. Uh, it's just a little disconcerting that a human error could cause a problem like this. And there, yeah, so that that gives me some concern. Okay, well, well, fair enough. Um, Bill Slavsky, SEO by the Sea, and uh, Mike Blumenthal, understanding Google Maps and local search. Gentlemen, you've been uh, you've been great sports. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, Thank you for having us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Friends, we're really quickly running out of time here on Webcology. I want to mention a little bit of the program we have programming we have coming up next. Uh, Affiliate Marketing Insider with Linda Woods is uh, coming up directly after us. And we have a fresh, fresh copy, fresh show, Office Hours, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific Time with Vanessa Fox. Today, Vanessa is going to be discussing news uh, that happened over the holidays, including new Google canonical updates. You hear that, Brasco? I did it. Canonical. Thank you. Canonical. It's funny that she brings up the story, <clears throat> and that's exactly what we were hearing about at the start of last year. <laughs> Come on, yeah, eh? Exactly one year so. ago. You know, um, I don't know if I'm going to be in the chat room during uh, Vanessa's show. I'm going to try to be because, uh, you know, uh, Office Hours is a, is a brilliant show, and Vanessa Fox is a brilliant tech. Um, 
But I want to know, uh, I'm curious to know about Bing and uh, their support um, for the for the canonicalization tag. I understood, I understand that they were supposed to come in and give full support for it, but it's uh, kind of uh, slinking back and, and, and not actually uh, uh, supporting it. So I'm going to hope to get that question in. Friends, if you have any questions about Google, um, about uh, canonicalization and canonical support, you want to be talking, you want to be listening to Office Hours, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, here on webmasterradio.fm today. Uh, wow, it's weird doing a solo show without, uh, it's, it's, it's strange not having Dave. Oh, because, like, we'd be joking about stuff right about now. And Speaking, you know, of, speaking of Dave, you know what, I did get a message, we did get a voicemail from his wife, who did mention something to us while they are at Whistler Mountain. Oh, yeah? What, what did Mary have to say? We're looking at 10 inches. Are you sure that's 10 not... 10 inches of snow. Like state? No, snow. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad, wasn't it? For some reason, that, that sounded like... Oh, snow. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I was not trying someone's to make it not, anything more than telling the truth again. That's what I think. I'm sorry. I was trying to be innuendoizing and I put <laughs> ten inches of snow and there you go. Sorry about that. Oh yeah, I get it. No, I get it. I get it. I was trying to make a joke about your Secretary of State. Wow, jeez. Uh, oh God. Um, again, if, if if that was Hillary Clinton, someone's lying. Um, that's what I think. So. Just ragged a little bit of time here at webmasterradio.fm. Um, perversion reigns, yes. Well, you know, we're, we're locked in a studio all day long, Alan. Um, you couldn't imagine. Like, really, you couldn't imagine. We're locked in the studio with each other all day long. What do you expect to have happen? Snow, what's that? Um, Carrie, snow is everything outside my window. That's snow. Kind of lied. I'm not actually locked in the studio down there in Fort Lauderdale. I'm locked in my office up here in Toronto. Um, same diff, really, or same difference, really. We have the uh, the window open all the time. I uh, I know that Max just cringed in his seat for me saying that. Anyway, friends, I'm going to take us out now. We're going to we're going to go to a news break. You're listening to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, January the seventh, two thousand and sweet ten. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Dave Davies, even if you have to drag him off that damn mountain by his skis. And uh, again, thanks for joining us. Stay tuned. We've got more great content coming up here on webmasterradio.fm.